Hey, Joe. Hello. Hi, Mike Lawson. Hello to everybody listening. I My name is Mike. Bay Bay Joe. I live in the San Francisco uh, each week Bay Area. Each week we one another. We just catch up for about a decade. <laughs> that is the worst Every show. Call one another. Sit on this crucifix. And, and you're like, oh my gosh. This is Sometimes we just record them and we don't put Yeah, I went there. I know. We went there. That's a good idea. I was thinking about this. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. We actually recorded. No one would ever this many sex sounding games. in a downer spiral that I edited. With a dancing monkey. Seriously. It's boring. The timing was just right. Dog by Agra. Joey was nice to catch up the episode. And then I was also really busy. So I was like, well, Joe's not in love. I'm not going to. Well, also, you know, one of the stories. Stop everything to go put it up. One of my rules, my personal rules, is that I only tell stories really about me, you know? And yeah. I violated the rule in that one because I told a story about another person that had, and the story had nothing to do with me. But I was so, <laughs> I was so low on stories that week. And I think we acknowledge it in the episode. All Joe did was like read tweets that he, that some. <laughs> other person was tweeting i didn't want i was doing summaries of old episodes of friends and pretending they were my friends <laughs> and then that happened to them i'm all remember my friend rachel mike uh-huh. yeah, yeah you're like i've never heard of you mention someone named yeah rachel and monica and she's and this joey thing, yeah joey got his head stuck in a turkey yeah yeah chandler no no he no one knows what he does you know what's funny is uh Earlier this year, I went with a um, friend of the show, Adam Burns, and his um, boyfriend to the Warner Brothers Studios and took a tour. Mm-hmm. And one of the places they take you is to the, fr- the set of Friends in the coffee shop. Yeah, Central Perk. Central Perk. And, Mike, it is so funny. And they they say, you know, you're going to notice how tiny it is. Because what they did was they used forced perspective to make it look bigger on the show. But mm-hmm. this uh, set for, for Central Perk was so tiny. It was tiny, 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 like like the size of a closet. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we then they, they let everybody take a picture. I didn't take a picture because I was alone, but um, Adam and his boyfriend took a picture, and it's so weird when he took the picture because of the forced perspective. It looks like full it's big. Coffee shop. Yeah, full Whoa. size coffee shop like you do on the show, but in real life, you see, I'm like, oh, this is really tiny. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much like the couch, and maybe it goes back like two feet. Weird. Yeah. I feel like people walked back there, though, but maybe they didn't, and that's just my brain thinking, well, there were people sitting back there, so they must have walked there. Like you know what's funny fills is in the gaps. they clearly moved the set, you know, from yeah. somewhere else. And so I bet you in real life the couch was probably much further up, mm-hmm. but the actual set itself is, like, miniature. It's, like, so little. But that's the thing. It's so little, it looks like it's far away. Yeah. Does that make sense? They probably got like midgets to sit in the background. No, I don't know. Anyway, how? Do, where are we? What are we talking about? Oh, the point of this is that uh, you see, guys, we didn't miss a beat. <laughs> Weird tangent, but um, what did you guys do without us for so many weeks? You I were know like, we were getting just... emails. <laughs> People were writing. How stories. did they live without Joe's stories about um? midgets on the set of friends yeah but just um, made up stories we got emails and text messages people are are you coming back yeah i think they thought we were mad at each other well you are known to just storm off shows shut up that's not true (laughs) but joey your um uh, our schedules usually um with the two of us like maybe there's a week where i'm really busy or not feeling like podcasting or you're really busy and you don't feel like podcasting. Yeah. But it's very rare that the two of us get busy at the same time where like yeah. one of us isn't kind of pressuring the other into it. So if on one day, if you had said like, can we, can you record today? I have, you know, an hour in the evening. I would have made it work. But, and vice versa, I'm sure if I had put my foot down and said like, we have to record this weekend, we would have. No. But you, you and I both were just too busy to like talk each other into doing this. I was so behind on this SAT project. It was to the point where the people who had hired me were like, um, where is this? My, I was like throwing up blood. I didn't throw up blood, but I was almost at that stage where I couldn't, I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I was just like sleeping four hours a night and just working on this SAT project. But literally yesterday... It's it's done. I mean, I really finished it Friday, but I had a, a little tiny thing to do on Sunday, and but it's done. It's done. All done. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Check there's little cash. tiny things. I haven't sent me the second part yet, but uh, little tiny things here and there. But it, for the most part, it's done. So okay. I'm just glad it's and done. I started a new job, which 
Um, I don't think I'm going to talk about too much this week, but like that's just been um, uh, it, it, it's I've been very involved in that, and like my nights are a little bit uh, my uh, getting getting started with a new schedule has been tough, but then also just like learning this new job has been challenging, but all for the better. It's not. When I say like it, my job is hard. I'm not saying that that's a negative thing. Like I've been challenged in the last couple of weeks, and it feels so you like good. this new job. Love it. Yeah, I like the people I work with. Everything is good. Yeah, but you're not gonna talk about it too much. Nah, not really. Uh, but Joey, I did want to tell you one other thing that's happened since uh, we've recorded last. So you know on Facebook how people say like happy birthday to people. Yes. So. Um, a couple years ago, I made like a YouTube video where it was like, Hey, uh, happy birthday. Insert name here. Like it said, insert name here. It was like supposed to be funny. Like, Oh, I made this video for you, but then it's just like a generic sort of template. Happy birthday thing. Mm -hmm. And I would post that to people's Facebook pages on their birthday. And for, I did it for a year at least, maybe a little bit more, but then it was like, you can't keep doing the same one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's you're going to get the same thing. It's not as funny the second time, whatever. You always have to provide new content for people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, maybe a month back uh, was my boss from the old nonprofit I worked at. It was her birthday. And I made an animated GIF file of me waving, holding a little sign that said happy birthday. Love oh, Mike. I feel like I saw something like this on Facebook. Okay, go on. Keep going. So I took remember I was like hating you when I sound like ugh another one of these dumb Mike Lawson jokes. So I took the little gif and I decided, you know what? For the next year, I'm gonna say happy birthday to everyone who not all my Facebook friends because I have um, some people on Facebook that I'm not really friends with that they're more like diabetes acquaintances or you know what I mean like people I know f- from that world um, who. I don't necessarily even care that it's their birthday. But, or the podcasting um, world. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> if I have their phone number in my phone, uh-huh. I'm going to text this picture to them on their birthday, right? Great. So it's been really nice because there's like times when there was a coworker from Arizona when I used to be a Starbucks barista who I have her phone number. We never text. There's no real reason to. But we really got along when we worked together. So I texted to her on her birthday. We had this great conversation. I talked about how like it's Wait, so nice. Actually, please have her call me to give me some tips on how to have a great conversation with you. Uh, the first tip she would tell you is don't be a dick. <laughs> and so she uh, she texts. We were texting back and forth, just kind of catching up, but like late. It's her birthday, so I know she's also getting texts from everyone else who loves her, which is great. Um, like, no, I have nice. no friends. Sort of like reconnecting with some like people that I knew once upon a time. I knew them well enough to have their cell phone number on my phone, right? So yeah. Like, because that's kind of the 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 bar that I'm holding up. Then, if you can, if you're in my phone, then you deserve. Then I deserve to try to have some sort of conversation with you. So yeah. that's my goal for this next year. However, Joey, this past weekend was a uh, a young woman's birthday who i won't name but who um is uh she worked at the boys and girls club when i was at the boys and girls club Mm -hmm. um i was her boss yeah Uh, we spent you know five days a week sometimes more together Mm -hmm. so i text her does her name rhyme with release no oh um so i text her that was in la you're thinking orange county boys and girls club Oh. Uh, but I text her the little – it's an animated gif of me waving. It's my yeah. face. It says yeah. heart Mike. So, like, I don't say, like, hey, this is Mike. Maybe you don't remember this is my cell phone number, but this is Mike Loss. I don't say that because it's my face. It's a picture. Yeah. It has my yeah. name, right? You're going you're gonna to catch on. So I sent this to this person, and she responded, who is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. So in my head, I was like, okay, she's, I mean, I haven't talked to her in on this number for years, two years, maybe more. Yeah. So she's changed her number, and I just sent an animated GIF of my face to somebody else. No big deal. Oh, it wasn't her. Th- that's what I thought. Oh. So then I said, like, oh, I must have got the wrong number. I thought this was an old coworker. 
Um, and then she said, she said again, who is this? And I said, this is Mike Lawson. And then she responded from the boys and girls club. Oh no. She should have said, yeah, this is a different person. <laughs> but I'm like, I just sent you my face. What do you mean? Who is this? Well, you and do look a lot different from those. I'm going to, I'm going to give no, her a little bit of defense. No, no. Boys and girls club in Phoenix. though, Joe, like you I were... had lost the weight by that time. Oh, this was in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. It was really weird. And so I said, like, yeah, Mike Glosson in Phoenix. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, like, oh, thank you. And then I was like, mm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to have Experiment this over. <laughs> but I, I still, I mean, this morning I sent one. Uh, well, you, oh, you're today. still doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. I want to maybe try to do it for the rest of the year. So you're, if I have your cell phone number. The, you're the king of the weird self-challenges. Yeah, like it's maybe. never like like me. I'm, I'm always like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. Or I'm gonna try and walk more than ten feet a day. And you're like, I'm gonna try to do a, an, a hard crossword puzzle every Tuesday <laughs> for a year. I'm like, what? That was a strange challenge. I want to wish people happy birthday, but I want it to be more meaningful than the the Facebook happy birthday, which is kind of meaningless, right? It's like, oh, I acknowledge that I saw a notification that it's yeah. your birthday today. Yeah, it says happy birthday, random person. I know it's it's, it's I, I struggle with that. Yeah. You know what's so funny is too, there are people that I love who I don't write on their Facebook wall because I call them. Yeah, but then they're like, I guess that's a sign in my world that I just think of you as a ancillary person because I'll just go like, oh, oh yeah, I, I need to say happy birthday to uh, Titus Dimson. So then I was like, happy birthday, Titus. That's a real person, by the way. Oh. <laughs> um, what's up in your world? How you been? Well, I, I'm going to try and recap stories, you know, that we've, we've missed some stories over the past few weeks. In fact, I'm going to, I think in the next set, I'm going to try and jam two stories together. But anyway, a um, friend of mine uh, stayed with me uh, a couple weeks back. Yeah. He was visiting from out of town. And I want your opinion on this, even though I, this is, you know, you know how I tell stories. I'm sure everyone who listens to the show knows how I tell a story. You know, it typically goes like, you know, so there's that like, and so I would tell the story like this and everyone would be like, you're wrong. Okay. So, but I think this is a weird thing. I don't know. Okay. So I was hanging out with my friend who was staying with me, okay? And he – so uh, it's easier because I'm, – I'm in one of those houses, you know, that were like the the downstairs is actually where the living area – not the living but like this bedroom is. But the upstairs is the living area. You enter upstairs. Does that make sense? So the upstairs of the house is on the ground level and then it goes down. And uh, so I thought, because I was doing a lot of this work for this project, I was getting up at 5 in the morning, I'll let my guest, we'll call him Daniel. Okay. <laughs> I'll let him sleep downstairs. Okay. And uh, so one night we went out, and uh, I was so tired because I wasn't sleeping, right? It was, a, it was a mix of not sleeping because I was so stressed out about work and then working until like from like 5 a.m. to like 11.30 and then showing someone around town the rest of the day, you know? So we came home really late that night before. Mike, like on the way home from hanging out, I w- we took a lift back. I was falling asleep in the car. That's how fucking tired I was, right? We get back to the house. I'm sleeping upstairs. Daniel's sleeping downstairs. And he goes, good night. And I go, good night. I go, Daniel, I'm literally just going to like collapse and fall asleep. And then I'm lying down in the bed. And he goes downstairs. And he never closes his door. Okay. And I'm just seeing this eerie light come from downstairs. He's watching TV or he's playing on his computer. I don't know what he's doing. And all I can do is just stare at this light that he, and I'm obsessing on the fact that he's not closing his door. So I didn't, I didn't sleep the whole night. <gasps> the entire night. The Joe. whole thing. I think I got like an hour sleep. What? Yeah. Well, if it, like if at a certain point, when are you like, 
you know what? I'm just, he's asleep. I'm just going to go close the door. I, that's what everybody says. I know. I texted him at some point. I said, hey, look, look, I'm crazy. <laughs> I, I go, look, I'm a crazy person. But for uh-huh. some reason, it's really bothering me that you didn't close your bedroom door. And I cannot uh-huh. sleep. But he was asleep. So he didn't get the text message. Of course. Yeah. Which was further proof that you could just go close it and nobody would care. I know. I just should have done that. I thought he'd get really, like, feel that was rude or something. Let me tell you this. So when I – do you sleep with the door closed or open? Oh, my God. I sleep with everything closed. Me too. And, Joe, like, I'm in this huge house, right? There's been times, um, like, last – was it Christmas or – I think between Christmas and New Year's last year, I was all alone in this house. Like, nobody was here. And I would go to my bedroom and shut all the doors. Like, everything's closed. I don't know. I feel vulnerable and weird. Yes. Yes. Mike, I'm here alone. I'm here alone. Except for three or four days, it was, I am here alone. And I go downstairs at night. I turn off all the lights. And I go downstairs and I close the door. I have to be, I have to feel like I'm in an enclosed space. So Uh, so today there's a, there's a bathroom and I think you would be the same way. There's a bathroom at my new office. It's weird, but it's a single stall. Mm -hmm. So you walk into the bathroom, there's a sink, but there's also a stall that has a toilet inside of it. You normally see this in a men's room, but you'll also see a urinal outside of the toilet, right? Okay. Outside of the stall. There's no urinal. So sure. you walk in, you see a sink, but then there's also a stall. So you lock the door behind you because you're the only person that's going to go in there. But I st- when I go into the stall, I still close and lock the stall. Yeah. But you feel I would totally like you do have that. to. Yes, I'm with you. So do you understand? Now, you would have gotten up at a certain point and just closed the door. I yeah. just, because I wanted to be the polite host, I just sat there and stared at this blue light the whole night thinking, like, that door's open. Yeah. The door's open. <laughs> There's an open door. Ugh, it was awful. And because I'm in an upstairs, I'm basically asleep in an upstairs area. There's no door for me to close. I suppose I could close a door. It wouldn't bother me. I yeah, toyed with the just idea of just sleeping in my car. <laughs> I didn't, though. I didn't. But I toyed with it. Shut up. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I toyed with the idea of sleeping in my car. So weird. Um, I have a friend coming over next week, uh, next weekend, and she's going to stay in my room. She's staying. Basically, she's here. She's going to Stanford for something, and she'll be here an extra day um, because it was so much cheaper to fly out. But Stanford's only paying for her trip up until a certain point. Does that make sense? So yes. she's going to stay the night here one night. And in my head, I've. I just think about it so much. I'm like, does she sleep in my bed and I sleep on the floor? Do I like I'm overthinking all of that. Oh, you're going to sleep in the same room as she does. What do you think? I don't know. Do I do I sleep on the couch downstairs? You've been to my house. Do I sleep? What do we do? They don't have have any spare rooms to to let you sleep in. No, we don't have a spare room. Hmm. Because I thought they were moving across the street. No, he bought that, but um, some uh, he's moving other people in there. Like, oh. They're renting that out. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even imagine sleeping in the same... Mike, I'm not even joking. This is the point I'm at now. If I get in a relationship, right? Oh, this brings up a very interesting uh, uh, dilemma here. I'm going to tell you, but we're going off on tangents here. But um, if I ever get in a relationship, I, I still wouldn't sleep in the same... Do you sleep in the same bed as Steve? Yeah. No, I wouldn't be able to sleep anymore. I think I'm at the state. I think I'm too far gone now. I don't think I can sleep in the same. I don't even think I can sleep in the same room as somebody. I That's what you get for being single for forty years. I know. <laughs> the thing, someone, someone was like, "Oh my god, such a sad quote from Cher." It says like, um, "But there's some Cher song where she's like, uh, it's something about everybody sleeps alone at the end, you're like because you die, yeah. you know." And I was like, oh, my God, that'd be so nice. Just be There's a Lude and Wainwright song about that, too, that is about, like, dying and everyone falls asleep alone eventually, something like that. Yeah. I think there's a share song with that same line. Maybe she's singing his song. But, you know, the point is 
I, 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 I just want to have my own bed and kick wherever I want and use as much yeah. uh, of the comforter that I want and use my own pillows. I mean, I need that now. I'm at that. I'm too far gone. I'm lost. I, I get that. I feel well, like with Steve, Steve sleeps at my house. I don't really sleep at his house very often because um, we'll do like weeknights in the city, but then I always come home. And then weekends we do here uh, just because it's it's more spacious and it's yeah isn't his uh, apartment really tiny super tiny yeah um it's a, a studio too so like at my house at least like we can be in the bedroom and then go to the kitchen and you know what i mean like expand a little bit but his house like you're in the one room and you're also in the kitchen and the bedroom and the tv room and you know what i mean it's like always the same room it's it's tough um but sleeping here together like it's all my own stuff so like i i sleep the way i want to sleep i don't know if i talked about this on the show but i'd read an article a few weeks ago a couple months ago who knows when 10 years ago about how these millennials now there's a growing uh, faction of them that identify as solo sexual okay um which is they'll have sex they're not opposed to sex but they can take or leave it and uh at the end of the day if it's easier just to masturbate they'll just masturbate and they get their emotional needs met other places okay and i was like i like that i like it Uh, now i've had conversations about these people and they just say it's emotional laziness you know sure but uh also i watched this uh gore vidal documentary on netflix um have we talked about this Mm mm-mm I feel like you named both documentaries about him on there. I think it's called The United States of Amnesia or something like that. Mm, no. It's on Netflix. Well, in this documentary, uh, I guess Gore Vidal famously had this boyfriend of like, Mike, like 60 years or something, right? They were together. Mm-hmm. And in the documentary, he's like, oh, yeah, we never had sex. We were like boyfriends and we were there emotionally for each other. And we were like, I love him. Like, you know, uh, he's my like the guy had died and it was like the biggest, most devastating loss to Gore Vidal. He was never the same afterwards, but he said they just had sex with other people. But you know, don't you think that like, I I feel weird saying this word, but a normal person with a normal sex drive, like, so Steve and I, let's say spend a weekend together, start to finish, right? Friday night, sundown till Sunday night, sundown together. Like at a certain point, I'm going to get, horny and like there's another human being that's like right next to me do you know what i mean like this is a good conversation i can feel i have a lot of answers to this one on the gore vidal side of things he had a lot of sex just not with his boyfriend yeah <laughs> okay um two um you, you know this goes to joe batan's weirdness but like i mean i've had sex i had sex a lot all through my 20s and but now lately i'm just like ugh, it's just so much work yeah. So much energy. So anyway, uh, going back to what when I was I saying, masturbate, I always know exactly what I want. I'm like, well, it's just done in five minutes. And you don't have to the... shower beforehand. No, I don't do anything. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so anyway, um, what's funny is a friend of the show, Cameron, has also seen this documentary, and he's very intrigued by this idea. And so we've had. Uh, uh, what's funny is. He brought up the idea that he and I should do this, right? Uh-huh. And I thought it was very, very stupid, uh-huh. you know? And so I would laugh about it with people. But I don't know what your opinion is. Every single person, though, that I've laughed about it with said, no, I think you should really do it. Well, I think if you're saying, like, going back to you saying, like, it's emotionally lazy to do um, uh, solo sexual stuff, I feel like this is kind of in a weird way like the i don't know if it's the exact opposite but i feel like there's something that like i feel like maybe you're avoiding or trying like there it's hard work to be in like yeah. a sexual really you know what i mean and, you have to make yourself vulnerable and i'm in a stage where i don't know do i really want to make myself vulnerable i like putting the salt shakers where i put the salt shakers yeah well maybe you just need a pushover boyfriend then that yeah. like will sleep on your dumb pillows and well, no, 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 no. He has to go sleep in his own. Mike, I'm telling you, a happy relationship. He has his own place, and I have my own place, and we visit each other. Like you and yeah. Steve. Yeah, Steve and I do actually live pretty separately. But, like, it's all intertwined. Like, it's not like we don't – I mean, yes, we live separately, but we we text 
you know, 400 times a day and he knows what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? Okay, here's my question. Why couldn't. I agree with you. And, and look, in, in terms of the Cameron thing, I, I'm probably not going to do that, right? Like, that just seems really silly. Not even just beyond, beyond, uh, beyond everything I just talked about. I'm not going to be like, oh, here's my boyfriend Cameron. He's 21 and he doesn't know who, uh, <laughs> actually, he's, he just turned 22. Here's my 22 year old boyfriend Cameron, yeah. uh, who I didn't never seen the movie Goonies. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know what Goonies is. No, he literally, no, that was somebody else thought that Orson Welles wrote Animal Farm. No, he knew who Orson Welles was. I can't remember, what, there was something he didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Right? I can't, I can't do that. So, as amusing as Cameron would think it would be to be like, here's my 41-year-old boyfriend, uh, I do not think it would be amusing to say I have a 22-year-old boyfriend. Yeah. Thank you. What's uh, going on with you in the Bay Area? Well, Joey, I, um, did you know I play the clarinet? we talked about this you have mentioned it a scant few times scant number of times you've mentioned it on here in so passing I bought, I bought a clarinet i would say like maybe going on two years now it was around and the I, beginning of the show you talked about it, it was some sort of craigslist oh, okay. thing yeah no 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 but uh, and then remember and then remember you also then you joined the circus and you were in the band for a while in the circus yeah <laughs> um these were all like the first 20 shows were all about this that wasn't me, but oh. um, you must be thinking of somebody else. Um, I did uh, buy a clarinet, and I have it, and I played it. When I first got it, I bought, like, all of the books that I wanted to, like, start studying again and all of that. Um, oh, going back, I played clarinet from, I would say, the age of, like, 11 through high school. So it's kind of – like, I felt like I was decent at it. I played the clarinet. You know, I, w- I was decent at it. Um and after high school, I just kind of gave it up. Um, but I picked it up again, and I have it. But I don't really have, like, a reason to pick it up. So, like, I don't know. Like, I could sit here and turn on Scandal, or I could play the clarinet. Scandal usually wins. You know what I mean? Like, shitty TV, relaxing, it usually wins. So the other day, I went online, and I found this, like, tutoring company that will hook you up with a tutor who's been background checked in musical instruments. So I filled out this questionnaire. I got a phone call from a woman who asked me oh, all, woman about, boring. all about my musical taste. No, she worked at the company. She wanted uh, to know my musical okay, taste. Yeah, yeah. She was the matchmaker, right? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, what's your musical test? Uh, taste uh, between 30 and 40, Asian, <laughs> uh, really cute and smart. No, sir. (laughs) So she asked me all these questions. She's like a a musical matchmaker. She's Hello Dolly of um, musical instrument tutors, right? And so she uh, went through all these questions, and she's like, you hear from us within a week. Sometimes it takes a couple days longer than that. We're just going to find the right person for you. She asked, like, how – and by the way, when I was answering these questions, I was like – very honest about like my skill set and what I was looking to accomplish, et cetera, et cetera. But then when it came to like, I wasn't, I said, I don't care about the gender. I don't care. Even location. Like I would prefer it to be in my house, but I'm willing to travel up until a certain, you know, I gave a radius for travel. I, um, the, I don't know. I felt like I was very easygoing. Okay. Uh, I eventually got an email that said, sorry, we couldn't find anybody that fits your taste, your needs. Maybe they didn't have a clarinet tutor. It's so weird. So or maybe there weren't tutors who were willing to go to Oakland, or maybe there weren't tutors who were willing to do X, Y, Z. I guess so, but like, I fe- I just felt it was much more promising. But Joey, um, I got the bright idea that I would go on Reddit. So I'm part of the subreddit for Berkeley. Um, it's actually subreddit Berkeley, but it's mostly Cal Berkeley students. Okay. Mostly. So, like, even though it, it, it is subreddit city of Berkeley, like, it's the city's name, but you'll get things like, hey, I'm enrolling in this class. Has anybody ever done it? Can I do it without the textbook? Yeah. Is that or, what, I'm, I, I'm an active uh, reader, sometime poster on R Los Angeles. Yeah. And our Los Angeles is mostly like, I'm visiting L.A. for four days. What can I do? Or I'm moving there. Where should I live? It's funny. San Francisco and Oakland are both like that. But Berkeley is all – it's like all students all the time. 
but I mean, the city is pro I don't know the percentage, but the city of, I mean, the percentage of the population that are enrolled at Cal is probably really high. Um, so anyway, uh, I got this bright idea. I'm going to post there and I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to find a tutor on Reddit, a clarinet tutor. I thought, oh, I will post. And what I'm going to find is, uh, someone who's like in the music department that will, will hook me up with somebody, or there's a, a message board somewhere where I can find a student to come tutor me. Right. Um, but instead I found the first chair of the Cal marching band clarinet section. Oh, and, wow. Is he cute? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Here's the thing. So I found him. It was all perfect. We emailed back and forth. I told him everything like we could go to my house, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, what are your thoughts? And I was very open because I know it's kind of weird to like, Hey, person on Reddit, come over to my house right now. Yeah, I, I could see why somebody might be cautious. So mm-hmm. I was like, we can meet wherever. Like if you know of a p- public place that we could do or something. And he's like, well, I have access to rehearsal rooms on campus. Yeah. That's so, not and scary. That's actually perfect because then I don't have to annoy my roommates with the noise. So Meanwhile, they're like, oh, Mike's in that room screaming at some random person on another um, on his so dumb podcast. we uh, arranged to meet and everything. And then um, we're going to do every other Thursday. Mm-hmm. And last That's more th- frequent than we meet. True. Last Thursday, um, we were supposed to meet. And a few hours before, he canceled. And he was like, something really came up. I know this is an awful first impression. Um, I normally don't have stuff like this come up, but um, I'm going to have to reschedule. So he wants to reschedule, but then this Thursday I have a friend from out of town coming, and then next Thursday's Thanksgiving. So we're, our, our first meeting's going to be like in a month almost. You guys have no commitment. Yeah, it's never going to happen, huh? It'll really happen. It'll, happen, it'll happen two times, and then you'll just both trail off. We'll see. Gonna be midterms and finals, and then uh, we have a, a nerd dance, and he's you know he's gone. Nerd dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it. I'm gonna start doing clarinet tutoring pretty soon, and I can't wait. So, uh, as part of this SAT project I've been working on, I wanted I was writing a curriculum for some company, and I wanted to take the curriculum I was uh, creating on a test run. So luckily, a friend of the show, um, we will call him Kevin. Um, Kevin is a teacher, right? Yeah. And so uh, he said, you know, actually my class, I have a bunch of kids who uh, I think would work really well with this. And so uh, I think we should do – we hooked it up. And so uh, I've been doing this uh, beta class where it's for free. The kids pay nothing. The kids pay zero dollars. Okay. And they get a free SAT class so that I can try this out and I show up and I teach and it's been great. The kids are great. They're, was this, it, so this wasn't – did you approach this teacher friend? Yes. Because okay. he, he had told me he's like an AP chem teacher. Yeah. And so I said, oh, you know what? And we talked it out and we worked it out and we worked, we worked with the bureaucratic drama of it all. And now here we are, right? Yeah. And so we, I had done one class already, and the second class was this past Saturday. And, you know, I've just had a really – Friday, literally Friday morning was I, – I finally finished the written part of my project. Like, it was done. And then Saturday, I'm, you know, teaching these kids. And Saturday morning, I get in my car, and I'm like, all right, let's just go. And I, I, I woke up like at 4 in the morning. I want to be ready and prep for these kids. And so I prepped for like two hours, and I took a shower, and I had, I had to go to uh, FedEx office and make some copies. And it was funny because I was you know, keeping track of the time because I knew how long it takes to get there. And I need to be there by like – I wanted to be there by 7.45. The class started at 8. Okay? Okay. And I was just making great time. Like I was done with FedEx office a little bit. I go, you know what? I have time to stop at this Mickey D's. You ever hear of McDonald's? You love McDonald's breakfast. I love McDonald's breakfast. I know you do. And I can yeah. get me a little. Also, I wanted one of them sugar-free iced coffees. Oh yeah, which I love. Do you do it like Splenda in it? Yeah, yeah. Because they say, oh, we add something out. No, I need a couple Splenda. It's, it's gross. Yeah. yeah. So I go to this drive-through and I order my. Uh, uh, I actually like my the, the sausage McMuffin. Do you like the sausage McMuffin? Uh, I don't eat meat, but. Sure. Yeah, I order that meal, and uh, but I get it with a sugar-free iced coffee instead. I order that, and I'm in line, 
And all of a sudden, just I don't know why I never look at my gauges on my on my car. I remember I'm going, oh, what was my oil doing or anything like that, you know? All of a sudden, I don't know, maybe because I saw movement, the, you know, the temperature gauge for your engine? Yeah. Goes from, like, cold. Like, it just, I just see it go to H. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then my car starts smoking. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Now, this happened to me years and years and years ago when I was really young and stupid. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Let's keep driving, you know? No. And it just ruined the car. Yeah, it gets So worse. I knew immediately. Stop. What you're doing. Get, I got out of the the drive-thru lane and I parked the car. Yeah. And I knew, okay, this is this is really serious. Okay. So I call Kevin and I say, listen, Kevin, this is what's happened. Here's the situation. And I don't know what's going to happen. He's like, okay. And thank God he's a real teacher because... So, you know, at the Princeton review, they've been like, oh, I don't know, cancel class, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, all right, I'll hold down the fort and I'll, you know, give them some busy work until you get there. You know, try and get there when you can. So then I go, oh. and here's the other thing, too. Just like a few months ago, I let my AAA lapse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh. It was, it was a weird OCD kind of thing where, I, because I never used AAA, I was at the premier level. Mm-hmm. And then when I let it lapse, I was like, oh, let me call and re, uh, re-enroll. And they're like, oh, no, it's been too long now. You you have to start all over again. I was like, fuck that. No. Well, now I don't have a way to tow the car unless I want to pay hundreds of dollars, right? So I call uh, my parents mm-hmm. and I say, listen. And by the way, it's, it's 6.45 in the morning or something. Yeah. And they're like, hello? You know, like. Hello, what's what's wrong, Charlie? What's wrong? Yeah, and I was like, no, I, look, like my car. This is what happened with my car. <laughs> and I say, and this is where I will say my parents are kind of awesome. I go, I'm gonna move the car right now to because the the McDonald's people already tell me they're gonna tow the car if I leave yeah. it there. But luckily, there was a metered spot right in front of the McDonald's. Uh-huh. So I, I go, I'm in Santa Monica. Here's where I. Where in Santa Monica? Where? Where are you? And I was like, I'm gonna park the car in this meter. The meter doesn't even come until nine. I need to get to work. Can you guys come here and get the car towed? Which is very far for them. But I will yeah. say they did it. They okay. came over and they got the car towed. What I did was I called the lift. Mm-hmm. So I called this lift. I forgot that I had, they had some special on lift. Like it's 50% off or whatever. I took a lift from Santa Monica to like the Long Beach area. Like last thing, how much it cost? How much? $11. Wait, what? It was some sort of lift special. That's ridiculous. That's more yeah. than fifty percent off. He it was not. Why? It wouldn't be twenty two dollars. It was eleven dollars. I, I I was shocked. I thought it was gonna be like twenty five dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, and by the way, the here's the thing. I jumped in the lift. The guy got there like in two minutes. Mike, I made it to the school with like two minutes to spare. I walked in right at eight. The kids oh, wow. that were none the wiser. Right. And we did the class, and I got off. Oh, what's funny is, uh, then I was like, uh, Kevin was like, well, do you need a ride? Can I take you somewhere? And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, so he took me to my, my cousin's. <laughs> I didn't think about going home. Yeah, how do I get home? <laughs> so he took me to my cousin's house and dropped me off there and hung out with my cousin for a while until my parents picked me up. And then I rented a car. Mm-hmm. Well, so my parents had – so this is the other reason I wanted my parents to do it. There's a mechanic, and I think we all have this, um, a mechanic that I've – he's my parents' neighbor. He's really honest. And I had the car towed to him. Yeah. And so he had told me during the day, oh, it's going to be ready Monday. Okay. So I rented a car. They took – my parents took me to the car rental place, and I rented a car for two days. You know, this happened Saturday. And I rented a car. And then today, you know, I was time to pick up the car. And the, the guy said it will be ready by one. So I want to, I want to stress this part of the story. I call my mom at 8 a.m. And Today. I say, listen, it's time to pick up the car. What time do you want me to meet you at the car rental place? So it's going to be ready at 1. I can meet you at any time, whatever's convenient for you. Okay. She goes, your father and I want to have our coffee. So why don't we say noon? Okay. Right? And I'm like, great, noon, fine, noon it is. And I just, you know, just did what I'm doing here around here and uh, put it around the house. And then uh, when it's time to go, I leave, right? And I actually get there about eight minutes early. So I call my mom and I go, uh, how far away are you? And she goes, um, 
no, we're still by the house. And I go, what? Yeah, we're going to go run some, and then we're going to go run some errands. And, uh. <laughs> Did she forget? No. No, she's not. She's like, Joey, d- d- don't t- give me, a- don't say anything. Sorry, it's an inconvenience for you. It was an inconvenience for us when we had to go get your car. <laughs> but I was like, no, but I, I said, I said at any time, you, you could set the time. Joey, I just, I gotta go, right? Hangs up. So then I'm like, what am I gonna do? Until so I went and got gas for the car. I went to, to Target. I was gonna get a haircut, but that didn't work out. That's a boring story. Point is, maybe half an hour later, my mom goes, okay, we're here. Where are you? Oh, I see you. There you are. You're by the door. And I go, no, I'm not. I'm like a block away. I'll be there in a second. So I drive over. There's the fattest, grossest human being standing by the door. Of the rental car. That's what my mom thought I was. <laughs> I go, that's... I don't know. It was far away, Joey. Yeah, and like, your mom's of, not super young with the best eyesight. Okay. So she's not like a big blob of a human being. It was like, oh, there's Joey. There's my son, the person I gave birth to. There he is. <laughs> okay. You, and Anyway. Okay. There was more to the story. The point was I had, I had to take another lift to get the car. Because then all of a sudden now there's an emergency. Um, my niece has gotten fallen ill at her school. So okay. now my parents have to rush to go uh, get her. Correct. And they're yeah. like, well, I guess you have to come with us. You don't mind spending like five hours over there, don't you? I go, yeah. I go, drop me off right here. I'll take a lift. Yeah. So you didn't need them at all. Technically, I didn't. No. Like, you, if you're going to lift, you could have just well, lift. One of the reasons I wanted to go with them, I, I had planned it out. I was going to take them to lunch to thank them for. Right. And that, that didn't work out. So I'll just take the cash. <laughs> I don't think that story's ever going to get old for me. <laughs> uh, well, that that was nice of you, but you didn't get to take them to lunch. How are you going to thank them then? I'll take them to lunch eventually. Someday. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Mike Lawson, what's going on in the Bay Area? Well, Joey... Um, did you know the Super Bowl is going to be up here? Uh, on when? February 7th, um, the Super Bowl will take place at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Okay, let's take a 49- bet. Let's huh? take a bet. Let's take a bet. You know, people bet in the Super Bowl, like, uh, with the coin. They had, I mean, there's all these bets in the Super Bowl, like coin toss and, uh, uh-huh. who, the, all these different bets, right? I want to do a side bet. What's that? What day will people start protesting that the money for the Super Bowl could have spent on other things? Let me finish the story. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Mike, I swear, this is the story. Not exactly. No, not oh. exactly. But uh, the Super Bowl is going to take place at Levi Stadium, which is in Santa Clara, which is the South Bay. And it's um, where the 49ers play, the San Francisco 49ers, even though it's not in San Francisco. It's one of those things. Um, but Fan Village, um, it's weird. I have this like really intimate relationship with the Super Bowl because of – the stuff I did when the Super Bowl was in Phoenix that first year I was there. But Fan Village is basically like all... Wait, wait, wait. What did you do for the Super Bowl when you were in Phoenix? I wrote for like the Phoenix New Times and covered like nightlife stuff and... What? Yeah, right when I moved to Phoenix. I got work doing like Super Bowl stuff. Um, just like because I was kind of looking for something fun to do. <laughs> So I started well, nothing, for nothing says sports and fun like Mike Lawson. Well, I covered nightlife. But anyway, um, the <laughs> fan no, village. Mike Lawson covering nightlife. It's even. <laughs> That's like me covering diet tips. <laughs> and and um, dating. Uh, here's Joe with the dating column and the, and the <laughs> diet tips. And the how to be nice to people tips. Yeah. So. Um, hey, wait and, a minute. What? It was weird. I, like, basically, I stood on red carpets and watched, like, D-list reality stars, reality show stars walk into parties and then write about them. But luckily, the ed- the editor I was working for actually had uh, – she kind of hated all this kind of shit too. So she allowed some of my snark to kind of get into the pieces I was writing. Um, but anyway, Fan Village is basically, like, the – place where all the parties happen and uh that sort of thing and that's actually going to take place in san francisco 
um, in the Embarcadero area of San Francisco. Um, and uh, they're going to close streets from January 30th all the way to game day on February 7th. And eight days is a long time for this area to be closed, and people are pissed about that. But it gets worse. Uh, they just confirmed that the Super Bowl 50 committee wants to pull down all of the muni wires, which are these like big wires that hang above pretty much every big street in San Francisco to pull or to power the um, public bus, the transit system. Uh, and people are upset about that because, like, I don't know, it's going to – now, so they were going to close this area of the streets down for eight days, but now they want to do pull these wires down for a few days before that, all the way up until a few days after. So now we're looking at like half a month fucking up with fucking up our public transit system. And if any city is like not happy about the Super Bowl coming to town, San Francisco is one of them. It's like the one probably. Like yeah. no people are here not having it and not caring, but. After reading this article, I started thinking, like, Joey, at this point, like, what if they just say no? What if the city is like, no, we're not going to do that? Like, are you going to reschedule the Super Bowl to another city right now? Like, you can't. That's not going to happen either. Do you um, know what I mean? Here's the thing. I know this is the case with the Olympics, and it's come up a couple of times with um, in other Super Bowl problems. Look, I, I think that we have to go very far to get to this stage, but Los Angeles is usually one of the go-to cities in case of an emergency like that yeah. because it has sort of the wide open space and infrastructure and hotels set up and it has like the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum and like they, that's happened before with the Super Bowl where like they're like, we might have to move it to the, to LA and the Olympics yeah. too. There have been a couple of times where they're like, we might have to move the, LA, the Olympics to LA because it's just sort of like, it's I sort think, of built for that. I think but, it might be a good, uh, idea for SF to be like, no, we're not going to do that. And then the Super Bowl committee could try to call the bluff and like maybe leak some sort of information about how they've been talking with LA about. That's typically what happens. You know I, mean, I mean, it's never actually happened where it goes to LA. Yeah. It's just, just always there's an option. I think that San Francisco is not having it. And I'm curious to see how you know, the whole party is going to be received. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but Super Bowl, fun. <laughs> you know, I, I for the past few years, all I've done with the Super Bowl is make a bunch of fucking appetizers and stuff in my face. Yeah, I'm not, I don't enjoy it, actually. I don't, there's nothing I enjoy about it. I don't even watch the game. I watched Katy Perry last year. That was it. Yeah. Uh, that's probably going to be me. This what year are your too. thoughts on this Katy Perry? Oh, I love Katy Perry. Um, and if you don't like Katy Perry, I challenge you to watch the documentary of her uh, la- her, her tour. It's actually it's on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but it actually does a such a good job at like humanizing her. It shows her um, on tour and like tells her whole story. But then at the same time, this tour uh, that she had, uh, she talks about the strain it put on her relationship with russell brand and then during the documentary being filmed she also um breaks up with russell brand um i don't know it's just really good it's hard not to like her after watching that documentary Hmm. recommendation from mike lawson we should do recommendations uh that's mine for the week oh katie perry what do you know the name of the documentary where can we find it Nah, it's on netflix go find it there you go. What's up in L.A., Joey? Mike, an Orange County man arrested the, uh, uh, recently on suspicion of assaulting his Uber driver is no longer working as a corporate manager for Taco Bell, the company Good. said Monday. Benjamin Golden of Newport Beach was taken into custody and booked on misdemeanor charges of public intoxication and insulting a, not insulting, assaulting a taxicab operator. Golden's driver posted dashboard camera images of the alleged attack on YouTube, where it has been more than viewed more than five hundred thousand times. Half of what my mariachi float got. In a statement provided to the Times, Taco Bell Corporation said that Golden had worked as a marketing manager for the Irvine-based company. Um, I didn't know they were Irvine-based. Oh, you didn't know that? Uh-huh. Don't you remember the time when I went to go do a test, a taste test of tacos at the Taco Bell headquarters in Irvine, and I got no. lost in the parking lot? No. 
Anyway, the driver, Edward Caban, told police that Golden repeatedly hit him and pulled his hair, prompting him to respond by pepper spraying the passenger. He you shared been pepper video- sprayed. That's right. You been pepper sprayed. Is that what he says? Yeah. <laughs> so the video is kind of hard to watch for me. So I have a lot to say about this. I think everyone's seen this video by this point. If you're not, you, you can find it. Just put Taco Bell, Uber. Yeah. Beat the shit out of her. I don't know. When I saw yeah. it, by the way, I knew exactly where they. I know where he parked. I know. Every, all, I know that whole. I, yes, that's what I've told area, right? Yes, it's yeah. right by the Mimi's Cafe, and uh, in front of the FedEx office. I use that FedEx office all the time. So, so yeah. So Mike, I yes, I'm intimately uh, familiar with uh, exactly where he parked his car. I think I've parked my car there multiple times to go to the FedEx office. I know exactly yeah. where he parked. So. But here's the one thing. Look, I want to make the record clear. This Benjamin Golden is a total douche. And when you read more of the story, like he had already been thrown out of a bar for um, assaulting a manager at that bar, Sharkies on the beach. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's a big problem, this Benjamin Golden, right? But here's the one thing I don't get. I don't think that this Uber driver is 100% innocent. Because I watched the video, and I know exactly – so Benjamin Golden says something to the driver, and he says, uh, just take me to Park Newport. And he's like, I don't know where that is, man. I don't know where that is, right? He's like, yeah. just go and Park Newport. So I actually tested this out. If you put – so here's the thing. Remember, I lived in Park Newport with Kate and Mandy. That's where yeah. we lived was Park Newport. It's a, it's a huge apartment complex in Newport Beach. But look, it, this, this Uber, Uber driver doesn't need to know where that is. But if you, I put in every map app. I put in Waze, Apple Maps, Google Maps. I put in all the map apps. If you put in Park Newport, it comes up. Yeah. So why didn't the guy just put, what the fuck was that all about? Why didn't he just put in Park Newport? Because also, as you and I know, where he's parked is not clear on the other side of Newport Beach from Park Newport. He's actually not even in Newport Beach in Costa Mesa. Like, he's not even in the same city. So, why not just – I'm just going to put it fucking park Newport and get rid of this guy. Yeah. What was that all about? Well, what, what he, are your, what's your opinion on this? And he's an Uber driver. Probably he's been to park Newport quite a bit, right? Yeah, but, but even, even if time, he hasn't, like, like, it's not hard to find. Yeah, I wonder – I think what we're getting at is kind of a blaming the victim sort of thing, though. No, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not blaming I, him. It, this guy's yeah. a douche and he shouldn't do that. Right. The, the, the Taco Bell guy, clearly wrong, right? Clearly, clearly wrong. deserves all the In the wrong. Getting, right. But I, I see the point that you're getting at. Like, if the guy, the driver, just wanted to take him, he could have just taken him, dumped him, gotten the fare, whatever. I wonder if he thought, like, oh, I'll drive in circles for a little bit until he gives me an address. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder... But yeah. who cares? Like the Taco Bell guy did something wrong. Oh yeah, Fuck he deserves every horrible thing he gets. Like yeah. the like fire. And he, did you see the video of him crying? Yeah. And, because here's the thing too. I will say when I saw the video of him crying, apologizing profusely, and he wanted to talk to the cab, the Uber driver. I was like, I felt a little sorry for him. It's it's tough seeing white people cry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next article I saw him, oh, the poor guy's an alcoholic, you know? But then the next article I saw him, the next day, he was like, oh, I don't have a drinking problem. But here's but, the but thing, Joey, He's been Joey. arrested for a DUI? Here's the thing, like, and this is me playing devil's advocate. I already said, fuck that guy, I hate him. But, like, at where do you draw the line between, like, what I do in my personal life and that being work? Like, is it any of my work's business if I do that? If I do anything awful, I guess like a crime is one thing, but like, it, when does it become my work's business? Hmm. Well, I think in this case, he's, he's, he, he wasn't saying, Hey, I work for Taco Bell. They hit him. Um, uh, he, I don't know. I don't know that one. I, I, I know what you mean. I struggle with that one too. But I guess if it starts to affect the business, because I think it started to come, because once they find out who he was, then they go into the, 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 the people with the, um, torches and the, pitchforks start going to like oh he works for taco bell because i remember even before taco bell fired him i was seeing tweets like i'll never eat a taco bell again because you you hire people like this so yeah i mean dude just miss you know behave like look if he would have said i have a drinking problem and i'm gonna get it taken care of i would have been like okay whatever idiot right but now he know he says he doesn't have a drinking problem you know i don't often think that dr drew is the wisest person <laughs> ever yeah because after I real- said fuck that guy to the guy in Taco Bell, I also say fuck that guy to Dr. Drew. 
Um, He's awful. But he does have a good quote about alcoholism. I yeah. guess maybe any addiction where it's like, it doesn't, because, you know, you always hear in celebrity rehab, like, I only drink a little bit. It's like, it doesn't matter how many times you drink or how often you drink. It's, or how drunk you get. It's what are the consequences when you drink? And if if it's even just one drink a year, if you wake up, you black out and you've killed somebody, then you're an alcoholic and a murderer and a lightweight because you had one drink. <laughs> Joey, a man with a rare, uncontrollable appetite disorder pleads no contest for a food burglary. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. A man with a rare genetic disorder that gives him an uncontrollable appetite has pled no contest to breaking into homes to steal food. 20-year-old Tyler Jarvis of Pismo Beach has a rare disorder known as Prader-Willis syndrome. Oh, shit. I, so I read Didn't this. Didn't you date like, a guy named Prader-Willis in high school? Uh, Tyler, no. <laughs> um, this is in L.A. <laughs> You know yeah, I know. I was very bitter at you when you did like. Uh. You know how sometimes when you open SF, well, for you, LAist, and then they show like Gothamist articles on it or something. Yeah, but so, I saw that was going to be one of my stories. You're lucky that I was like uh, oh, Mike Lawson. So anyway, this guy has this Prater Willi syndrome, which is a potentially life threatening disorder that, among other symptoms, give him gives him a constant sensation of hunger. Uh, in fall of 2014, Jarvis is said to have entered two homes to steal food and other items, including a sleeping bag, a backpack, and cash, which is in turn his attorney said he intended to use to live on uh, on his own, according to San Luis Obispo Tribune. Jarvis attempted to enter a third home as well. Following the break-ins, Jarvis was charged with several felonies and misdemeanors, including burglary and vandalism. So I think the guy should go to jail, and then he's better off. Like, they'll just feed him. Then he just eats the whole time. He's fine. No? Say that again? If he goes to jail, they'll, like, take care of this disorder. Well, I want to know, because the article, they they do talk about, okay, I read this article, uh, that the mom has to, like, lock the refrigerator and shit like that, right? Yeah. Like, there's no medicine for this? I don't know. Like, how do you treat it? I don't know how you treat it. And you're saying he should go to jail because they control how much food he eats? He'll probably kill people just to get to this food. He'll 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 end up dead in a little bit because he, you know that he will like go like he'll try to eat everybody else's food and then they'll kill him. Uh, the syndrome occurs in one out of every fifteen thousand people, according to the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. The inability to control eating is one of the main symptoms. And the condition is considered a leading genetic cause of life-threatening obesity. Did you? So, but did you see him? He's not that super fat. No, 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 no. Some of the other symptoms can include short stature, low muscle tone, mm-hmm. delayed. This is intele- all me so far, by the way. <laughs> delayed intellectual development. Oh wait, no. difficulty controlling emotions, no. obsessive thinking, and being mean to Mike Lawson. Oh, what? <laughs> Uh, I think I have this syndrome. No, I don't. I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, friend of the show, Paul, he and I went to dinner last night. I'm, and I'm going to shock you. I'm going to tell you something shocking. I had never eaten Korean food, like barbecue, before yesterday. Oh, really? I'd never been to Korean, but the part where they put the meat on the little grill in front of you, I'd never been there. Yeah. And I was in uh, in uh, Steve's hometown of Koreatown yesterday. <laughs> We went to uh, uh-huh. Park's Barbecue, which is delicious, but uh, was telling, oh. <laughs> Paul was saying that, uh, he goes, oh, we're going to go to this, uh, let's go to Korean Barbecue to go to Park's Barbecue. And I go, uh, how does it work? And he says, like, you order one meat and I order one meat and that's the end. And I go, and I was thinking, I'll go, but I'll probably just stop on the way home for food. It sounds... Not enough food. Michael, I was so stuffed. I do not have this Prader-Willis syndrome or whatever it's called, right? <laughs> because I was like, I couldn't eat another bite. I, I can't, They give you so much food. Have you ever had this Korean barbecue? Yeah, a long time ago. I'm not a fan of, like, Korean food in general. <gasps> Steve, don't listen. Do you, does Steve know this? Yeah, he hates it. I can't do kimchi at all. Do you like kimchi? 
I, I, hey, I'll do kimchi, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't do it. What do you mean you can't do it? What does that mean? I just, I don't like the flavor of it. I don't even like the smell of it. So like even being it being on the table, it's not even just for the hell of it. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh. Um. What else in L.A.? Any other stories you have? Yeah. So I made the mistake of adding this story, but it's from Gawker. And you know how Gawker writes news stories? They do it like they're like your pal telling you a story. Uh huh. So it's not written in that. It's like that. Like here's a crazy story. This is fucked up. You all believe, right? So I'm just going to give you the gist of it. I'm sure you saw this too. This boxer who thought he was, who was, he said he was drugged and he was in a gay porn. Mm-hmm. Did you see this story? Um, no. Well, okay. I've seen it because you told me to read it because you're. Yeah. You know. So there was this boxer and I, I, I can't even get, was he a famous boxer? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe How would like I know up, that? <laughs> up and coming box. Well, you were you were the sports reporter for the Phoenix Times, covering the Super Bowl and the nightlife. <laughs> L- Lois Lane of Phoenix. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. This boxer, and then he, according to the boxer, he said he showed up to like a party or something, and someone drugged him. Uh-huh. And then he made a gay porn. <laughs> and- Is it just one gay porn? Or is it many? It's just one. It's just one. But then they, somehow it got leaked that he made this gay porn. And so he's all like, no, I love the ladies. He has 10 kids or something like that, right? With like yeah. nine different mothers. But I, I don't know if you saw the news. in Because in, in then he said, okay, no, I'm bi. Okay, I'm, I'm, no one drugged me. I'm bi. And now he's just full on gay. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, he came out as homosexual. He's 100% gay now. And That's he had a coming awful, out party right? and everything. I think this conversation should be about how like um i think it's like more shameful to be black and homosexual than just homosexual i think that there's a lot to be said about that um just like yeah there's a community and you know it's so funny when i I had this friend daniel he stayed with me a couple weeks ago and he uh he and i went to this gay bar in downtown la and there was a black security guard bouncer outside and I was outside talking to him. And uh, I go, uh, listen, I go, uh, are you gay? Are you straight? He goes, oh, man, I'm straight. And I go, oh, okay. But by the end of the conversation, I think he was DT. I think he was on a DL. Oh. But working at a gay bar? <laughs> yeah. The bouncer. So he's like, you know, man, I, I, mean, I don't go for that gay stuff. But, you know, there's some of them drag queens who come in. They're pretty fine looking. You know, I'm, sometimes I got to look the other way, you know. And uh, I got I got a couple of friends who are on the DL. They won't admit it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I know how they look at me. And, and I was like, what is going on with this? This conversation got weird. Well, you know how I am. I was like a passing comment. And all of a sudden, like yeah. Daniel and our other friends were like, why is Joe still outside talking to the bouncer? That's how, Was he hot? No. Oh, when you were telling the story, I was thinking he he got the Joe attention because he was attractive. No, no. Oh, so I think that this story, this boxer story, is kind of sad because, like, why did he feel so ashamed that once it was leaked? Did you watch the porn? No, I've only read the Gawker article. I've seen the porn. I had a, well, I had to do research for the show, so I've only seen it like three or four or five times. Do people do? <laughs> Do people do porn sober? Like, is that really a thing? Let me tell you. Probably. Let me tell you this. This guy is so not drugged. No. in the pa- He's, he's like, the one doing all the talking. Yeah, he's not. From the little parts that I've seen. Holiday humping is what it's called. Yeah. And he's like. He's like doing pull-ups. Here. Yeah. And he's like, come here, you fine looking thing. And he's like talking and like making double entendre. Like the shitty porn double entendres. Well, yeah. I don't. I would guess that he's not drugged there's nothing about him in this no well no he he finally admitted he wasn't drugged yeah he admitted he wasn't drugged then he was bi and now he's gay the porn's not that bad (laughs) i thought you said you didn't watch it well i'm looking at right now it's like screenshots though or it's photos oh okay yeah yeah yeah. no it's not bad it's not the greatest thing ever porn on their website like this why not gawker will do what hey gawker don't fuck around i don't know um, and then he leaves to take a shower. 
I've never made it that far into the video. Are you I mean, serious? <laughs> yeah. My research only lasts a few minutes. <laughs> I could research for a very long time. <laughs> oh, can you? Yeah. I only research a little bit, and then I completely lose interest. It's funny. He's more attractive in the video than in the stills. Yes, yes, yes. Mike Lawson, I felt the same thing. I completely agree. Cause at first, I'm not even being funny this time. At first, I just watched the video just to see what, what like whether he was drugged. Come on, he's not that cute. But then you're like, oh wait, he's actually really good looking. Oh, the Gawker video ends before any pants come off. Oh, you can easily find the video. Yeah, I'm not thinking that it would be hard to find. Um, cool. What do you got going on uh, next week, Joey? Anything? Yeah, Wednesday uh, I work, so there's nothing interesting there. Um, tomorrow, some friends of mine are coming over for lunch. Mm-hmm. Some comedian friends, maybe friend of the show, Jonathan. Look, never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. Jonathan stories, but um, what's so funny? Look, never mind. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, it's my niece's, one of my nieces, their, her birthday this weekend. So I, I work all weekend, but luckily I think I get out of work on Saturday in time to go to her birthday party. Fun. Yeah. What do you got going on? Um, well, my friend Kelly is coming to town. I told you about earlier. Uh, she'll be staying here just one oh, night. Oh, I, I assumed it was the other one. The other one. Not no. Chelsea. I don't know who you're talking about. The, the person who does, like, science and she had the hot brother in New Orleans. Oh, no, Celeste. New. No. Um, Kelly's coming to town. And um, also, my boyfriend Steve is leaving. He's going to Japan and then Korea. So he'll be gone for a couple weeks. He leaves on, um, I think, Thursday? Oh, you better line up that black uh, boxer porn. Yeah, seriously. Bam, um, what's it called again? Bam and Christmas? Or what is it called? Uh, humping holidays. <laughs> yeah, humping holidays. <laughs> uh, so he'll be gone. So I'm going to see him, I think, uh, on Tuesday, but then he'll be out. Um, that's Will you guys do a goodbye F? Mm, pro- I mean, not necessarily. Hmm. Poor guy. He's going to be in a hotel room with his parents for two weeks. So he's like not even oh, going to be able to do research. Wait, oh, there's a really loud noise. <gasps> Hello? It was like a really loud banging noise. Are you still at your microphone? I I walked away from it a little bit. It was really scary. Huh. Go ahead. So that's pretty much it. And then uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Do you... uh, We're going to record next week, right? Yeah, sorry. I'm really disturbed by the loud noise. Uh, Yeah. Could you be a favor? If someone murders me, could you make sure and call the police for me? Sure. (laughs) Thank you. It was like a really loud banging noise. Um, Like a battering ram just hit the house. That loud? Yes. It was scary. Okay, well, it was nice catching up with you. You should go investigate. (laughs) I'm going to hell, Mike Lawson. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.